the PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. For boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. Welcome, everyone, to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Friday, January 6th, currently 5.03 on the East Coast, here to wrap up the final episode of the PropCast for the NFL season, not ever. Sometimes people get confused. We're still going to be here. You're still stuck with my voice. But um, joining me as usual to help me break down the player props for the NFL season, you know him as the voice of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast, the F1 Gambling Podcast, of course, on the NFL Gambling Podcast, and here on the PropCast as well. It's my main man on the West Coast. It's Rod Gomez. Rod, last week of the NFL season, my man. Can you believe it? I honestly, I sat here thinking to myself that we, when we started this, obviously we were talking about some of the futures bets and, and everything like that. And now here we are wrapping up the final regular season game. I just, it's so weird. And the books feel like they're asleep at this point half the time because <laughs> they're, the props are not trickling in as fast as they used to. Maybe they're tired as well. Yeah, um, it just felt like yesterday we were doing the season-long player props by division, and here we are at the finish line, at least for the regular season before we get into the playoffs. But it's been an incredible season. I know we've had a pretty good season here as well. We've hit some big tickets. We've hit some big player props and touchdown prop bets as well. Um, Obviously, we'll be here for the playoffs as well, so we're not going anywhere. And then the Super Bowl, oh, that's going to be a lot of fun, Rod. It's going to be so many uh, prop bets for that, uh, but we'll we'll get to that down the road. Uh, NFL Week 18, I mean, you mentioned it. It's it's tough not only for us to identify player props, Rod, but also for the books, right? Just because, you know, we don't know a lot lot of teams what the, uh, I guess, injury reports are and who's going to be playing, who's not going to be playing for some of these teams. But, you know, motivation comes into question for a lot of these teams. You know, they're all waiting for injury reports as well. Uh, like I mentioned, guys who will be playing, how long they will be playing, if they're going to be playing at all. Um, that all comes into question, not only for us finding props, but also for the sports books as well. So it, it's been uh, a little difficult to find props, um, e- even this late in the week where we usually have them all out if it's any other regular week. But, Rod, I think you know you and I both agree that it would be better to kind of do the the format a little different this week for the PropCast. A lot of people know that when you get to these week 17, week 18 games that a lot of these prop bets are based upon player contract incentives. So what I thought we do this week, Rod, is we just kind of go through kind of game by game. Well, not all games, but the games that have uh, players that are playing for contract bonuses and things like that to kind of unlock uh, some some extra cash for their contracts, whether it's hundred thousand, two hundred fifty thousand. We'll we'll get into all that, but I, I really like these last two weeks of the season because it's a lot of fun seeing you know what players need to kind of unlock those bonuses for for the regular season, and that's really why kind of what we're doing, what we're doing in that 
uh, obviously you can't go chasing after all of the other, because I mean, look, even if they do, even if some of these, these players that we talk about do come in, maybe they only come in for a half. Maybe they also yeah. trying to handicap these things this week is not necessarily uh, the easiest thing to do. So what we really wanted you guys to understand is that we feel your pain, right? Yeah. I mean, as, as prop betters, <laughs> we feel your pain. So don't, don't, if you're sitting there thinking to yourself, man, I can't find what I want. We get it, but we're going to yeah. give you ones like we always do that we think, stand a very good chance, just like Munaf said, largely a part of incentives. The teams still have stuff to play for. I mean, there's a lot of playoff uh, implications still going yeah. on in this last week. So there's still some stuff to be found and, and we've looked for you. So we'll, you know, we'll give you what we found for sure. Yeah. So we'll, we'll kind of just go through it game by game, um, uh, at least what's available, what, what the information is out there. And then at the end, uh, we'll identify one of the best bets that we do like after everything that we kind of went through. So, um, I mean, like you mentioned, Rod, a lot of the teams still have things to play for or playoff implications and playoff seeding for that matter. You know, Eagles, they win their, their NFC East champions. They lock up the number one seed. Your Niners, uh, they win. They lock up the number two seed. If Philly loses, San Francisco wins. They become the number one seed. So lots still to be determined. And we talked about player uh, contract incentives. So we'll, we'll just get right into it, uh, Rod. So we have two games that are going off on Saturday. Um, aside from our regular games that we get on Sunday. So the first game uh, that does have something that a player is going for to break a record, not really a contract incentive bonus, is probably the MVP this season. And that's Patrick Mahomes. He's second on the Raiders this weekend. Uh, I believe this is in Vegas, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it is. So um, Mahomes doesn't have a contract incentive uh, but he is right now the odds-on favorite to win MVP. But also for Patrick Mahomes, Rod, he needs 430 passing yards to become the single-season passing uh, leader to uh, surpass Peyton Manning, who currently holds a record right now at 5,477. So this week, obviously, the matchup, Patrick Mahomes going into uh, Vegas to take on the Raiders. Now, Mahomes is averaging about 323 passing yards per game against the Raiders in his career. Um, and currently, I see his player pro or sorry, his passing yards right now, Rod, as low as 319 and a half and as high as 325 and a half. So, again, Chiefs still have something to play for, uh, trying to lock up the number one seed. I know the, the things that kind of transpired this week with, with, uh, with Hamlin and, and, you know, but the power of prayer, the, the he's he's doing a lot better. Um, you know, it, it's just it, it's been incredible to see day by day how we've get we've been getting the good news of how how Hamlin's been doing. So hopefully he can get home uh, sooner rather than later. But um, you know, the Chiefs still have something to play for, the Bengals still have something to play for, and the Bills still have something to play for. So Rod, right now Patrick Mahomes three hundred nineteen and a half passing yards, 430 yards away from Peyton Manning's record. What are you thinking about this player prop here? It's interesting to me that it's this low, given that what his target is. I mean, you got to think that the Chiefs are going to turn him loose and let him do what he's got to do to get there. I don't know that he's going to get to 430 uh, this week. I, that's a very, very tall order to uh, to put up against. Uh, you know, even the, the Raiders of all teams, I know that they're not necessarily the greatest defense, but... You know, I don't know that they're going to let Mahomes throw for 400 yards, but 319 seems doable in a situation where they're probably going to give Patrick Mahomes uh, a couple extra opportunities. 
Now, the only way that I see that this not maybe getting there is if Pacheco does kind of take over that backfield and, and they run a little bit more than, than throw. But, I mean, it is the Chiefs, right? You, you, yeah. you handicap them kind of the way you handicap anything else. You just kind of flip a coin and decide which side of it you want to be on because they could throw it all over the place or they could try to run it now this season. It feels like with Pacheco, they've been given that added element that they really didn't have uh, with CEH. So I like 319. I think he can get to 320. I, I think that is a conservative enough number for him to get to. So I, I like the over on this. Yeah, I like the over here as well. I think there's he he can get to 350. Um, if your book lets you ladder this up, I would ladder up to 400 because I, I think that he's had, I mean, he's had success in his career against uh, the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. And last week, Brock Purdy, uh, in that shootout, he threw for 284 yards uh, in that game last week. And I'm trying to pull up his career numbers here uh, against the Raiders for Patrick Mahomes here, uh, Rod. So back in the 2021 season, or sorry, last season, he did have a game where he threw for 406 yards. Um, 2019, he had a game where he threw for 443 yards in that game. There's been a couple games where he had 348, 340. So I, I think, again, this is in the realm of possibility that he does get to at, at least over this number of 319 and a half. Which my next question to you here, Rod, is... Do we also take a look at his pass attempts once that number is posted? Because if he's going for the record, he probably has to throw it a bunch of times as well to get over that number of pass attempts. He doesn't have that traditional deep knockout threat. He's been completing yeah. a lot of passes underneath to Kelsey, uh, a, a few here and there to MVS, uh, which, by the way, he I mean, MVS is not catching. He's getting targeted, but he's not really catching him. So, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster, again, it you don't see it in chunks with these Chiefs anymore. You're seeing it. Uh, down the middle and and on slant passes. So yeah, it's gonna take it's gonna take a lot of attempts for him to get there. So I, I definitely think whatever the attempt total is, yeah. you might want to hammer the over on that one too because that's if if Mahomes does get to anywhere near 400 yards, it's probably gonna take him 35 to 40 completions or or at least 50 yeah. pass attempts to get there. You know. Yeah, I agree. Now there's another player on this roster that has a very 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 tall order here, Rod. He's going to unlock a $1.5 million bonus. Not sure if he can get there. Juju Smith, Juju Smith Schuster. He needs two yards, Rod. Two yard, two receiving yards uh, to unlock that bonus. We talk a lot about first touchdown prop bets. Um, uh, in football, there's first basket uh, prop bets in uh, basketball, obviously. I wish there was a play or, or a bet out there that first pass attempt from Patrick Mahomes goes to a screen pass to Juju Smith-Schuster to get those two yards. You know what? If you could find a bookie to take that bet, you should probably place it because I guarantee you <laughs> that, that sounds like a solid bet. How much you want to bet? I mean, they've probably been, been planning this all week long. It's like, hey, Juju, man, I'm going to fly you out, you know, get behind, yeah. get behind MVS, get behind Travis Kelsey, and we'll just get you those two yards and have your million and a half dollars. That's a million and a half dollar catch, Munaf. Could you imagine having a catch worth a million and a half dollars? Oh man, just needing two yards. Oh brother, uh, one point five million, very very hefty, and he's already unlocked two point five million in bonus money already for receptions and other uh, receiving uh, yardage milestones. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure that he's going to get there. So, those are the ones for the Chiefs game. Uh, let's move on to the next game here, Rod. The second game of the Saturday night schedule uh, between Tennessee and the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, this is a big game 
for both teams, obviously, winner does get the AFC South uh, title here. Uh, but for this game, we do have a couple guys that are going for uh, incentives here. So I'll run down the list here, and then uh, I'll try to find the props here as well. So Evan Ingram, their tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars, needs 61 receiving yards for a $200,000 bonus. Zay Jones, wide receiver, needs a 98 receiving yards for 250000 And also, he needs two receptions for 250000 So 500000 on the line for Zay Jones. And their other wide receiver, Christian Kirk, needs 91 receiving yards for a half a million and two receptions for uh, another half a million. So combined in this game, Christian Kirk has a million dollars on the line here, Rod. Um, so let's start with Evan Ingram. Uh, he's pretty much really he's really come on for this uh, group, um, or at least for the for the offensive side of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I am currently seeing his um yardage prop right now i want to say it was yeah 49 and a half is what i'm seeing right now he needs 61 to get what i say 250,000 uh sorry 200,000 for evan ingram i i think this is an auto bet here rod the way that Trevor Lawrence has been playing lately. I think all three of these that we were talking about are in play. But yeah, Evan Ingram for sure. At 49 and a half, that is a very, uh, I think, conservative number, again, given what he needs for incentive. And for what Jacksonville is going to want to do against mm-hmm. this this uh, Titans team, they're going to need to get their tight end involved for sure. And I, I see no problems with Evan Ingram getting over uh, 50 yards. And I, I understand a lot of why they, they set this number the way they did. I mean, last week, he only had 16 ca- or 16 yards, rather one catch for 16 yards against the Texans. But you look at the three games previous to that 113 yes. against the Jets, 62 against Dallas, 162 against Tennessee. The last time they met. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think 50 yards is, is, is a very easy number for Ingram to get to in this game. Yeah, you also take a look at what tight ends have done against the Tennessee Titans uh, over the past couple of weeks. Like you mentioned, Evan Ingram had that game, 162 uh, receiving yards on 15 targets, 11 receptions. Uh, Chargers uh, tight end Gerald Everett, 4 for 42, and Donald Parham, 3 for 35. Texans tight ends Jordan Aikens, 3 for 39, uh, and Brevin Jordan, 2 for 21, which came out to 63 yards and then last week um against the uh, cowboys dalton schultz had seven receptions for 56 yards so i love this i think he gets over this number of 49 and a half Uh, i think we're both on the agreement of the over here next player rod zay jones needs 98 receiving yards and two receptions um i did not see for joe actually i do see it i'm sorry his yardage right now, you can see um, shop around as low as 54 and a half here, Rod. And then his receptions are at four and a half uh, with a little bit of VIG on the over at minus 130 as the best available. So what are we thinking about Zay Jones here? I think the four and a half may be a little more difficult for him to get to. But if he does, if he does get to his yardage total, he's going to need at least five catches to get there. Um, It's hard for Zay Jones because I was I was researching Zay Jones for an article earlier. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to I wanted to take an over because, I I, you know, obviously you need 98 yards. Hard for him to get to 98 yards. He hasn't done it very much this season. In fact, he's only done it twice. He had 145 yards against Baltimore and 109 against Dallas yeah. a couple of weeks ago. So it's not as if he's catching for for major yardage totals. Last two weeks, though, he's only had 38 yards combined. 
Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like the ebbs and flows of Zay Jones makes it for a difficult prop to even want to bet on. So, uh, but his yardage total of 54 and a half. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, I'm a little bit leery to take that, but he did get 77 against Tennessee the last time they met. So maybe yeah. I'm, I'm inclined to take the over. Maybe Trevor Lawrence is going to try to get him somewhere close mm-hmm. to 98 yards. He's going to get the two catches. Yeah. He'll at least have 250 in his pocket before then, but you know. Yeah, I think that he's going to have to probably compromise somewhere with uh, him. Uh, he'll get the receptions, that's for sure. Uh, but I think the yardage, it, it may be a little um, a little bit of a stretch. Like you mentioned, he did have that what, one game a couple of weeks ago against Dallas where he did have 109 yards. And then, uh, like you mentioned, it's a Ravens, 145. But other than that, it's kind of been lackluster for uh, Zay Jones, which brings us to the other wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars here, uh, Rod. Uh, Christian Kirk, he needs 91 receiving yards for 500,000 and just two receptions for 500,000. He'll get the two receptions. I don't think we even need to mention that. But currently, let me see if I can find his um, receiving yards prop. The best number I see right now is 59 and a half for Christian Kirk here. I think this would be another one where you probably want to take an over here, Rod, just so I think this is a possibility for uh, Christian Kirk here if he gets the targets. Yeah, uh, Christian Kirk at 60. So then so then we've got to figure this out, too, because we also have to think about where we took Ingram at, right? So Ingram gave about 50. Yeah. I think we, we figured that Zay Jones would get to 55, so that's 105. Mm-hmm. So now we're asking uh, we're asking Trevor Lawrence to throw for at least a couple hundred yards. So yeah. I feel like that's not impossible, especially the way he's been playing lately. So uh, he can support all three of these receivers having days somewhere in the vicinity of 60 yards, but a lot like with Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, we, we talked about how good Trevor Lawrence has been lately. Mm-hmm. And what, I don't know what it is about his leading receivers that haven't been doing well at all. Uh, the Christian Kirk has had 43 yards over the last couple of weeks. So it's not as if he was doing uh, fantastic things. And the last time he played against Tennessee, he only had 45 yards. So what we're banking on is that this incentive is going to incentivize uh, Trevor Lawrence to throw Christian Kirk's way a couple more times to try to get him that number. Because, listen, you and I both know that these players are well aware of each other's incentives. Right? Well, you know the the agents are aware as well because they get a percentage of that as well. You're damn right they do. Yeah. So, like, everybody's trying to, like, oh, hey, listen, can you, can you get my guy over here a little bit more love today? Yeah, um, I think uh, last week for the Jaguars, I, I, I'm going to throw those stats out the windows again. It was against the Texans. They were out. They got out to a 21 nothing lead at the half. Trevor Lawrence, uh, I don't think he played in that fourth quarter. Travis Etienne had a great night uh, on the ground for them at 108 yards. So um, and you mentioned as well, the other thing that I wanted to get to is that then we do we start looking at Trevor Lawrence's props to go over because he needs to feed all these guys, whether that's completions, whether that's pass attempts or whether that's uh, passing yardage. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that could be a very real possibility of, of having that correlate. So what, what is Trevor Lawrence? What is he sitting at right now? So his yardage right now, I see 265 and a half, and then I see completions at 24 and a half and then pass attempts at 35 and a half. Yeah. I would, I would probably take the uh, yardage over for sure. Okay. Like that, that feels like a safe over Two. what is it? 260. You said 260, 265 and a half. Yeah, I feel like that's a safe over. I mean, yeah. at, at the very least, if he gets like 275, maybe that's probably where we're at. Yeah, I, I would think so, too. I'm trying to see how he has done against the Titans in his career. I know it's only been about maybe three to four games. So 
The matchup earlier this month, he had 368 yards. And then last season in two games, 221 and 235. Sorry, 273. And he also had 30 completions, 24, 23. And then attempts were at 42, 40, and 33. Right with the implications of this game, do we, I mean, do we, I mean, it is on the back of their minds about these contract incentives as well, but. If they win this game, not only do they win the division, but also get into the playoffs. And obviously, your priority is winning this game here so you can get into the playoffs and get a division title. But at the same time, it's going to be difficult to get away from the game plan and say, hey, we need to feed these guys to get their contract incentives, but we have a bigger goal of here winning this game and getting the division, right? So, I mean, it's almost like, yeah, what do you do? Well, and what's even worse, though, is that you got Travis Etienne that's been playing out of his mind, too, rushing the ball. So yeah. it's kind of like, what? Which pick your poison at this point. I mean, for Tennessee, obviously, they're going to want to stop everybody, but they can't. So yeah. I guess it just all depends on who they stop as to who's going to actually be the better you know, play. Yeah. All right, let's get over to the next game here, uh, Rod. This one's going to be fairly simple. We have the Chargers and the Denver Broncos. Uh, we have two guys on the uh, Chargers side with contract incentives here. We have DeAndre Carter. He needs two receptions for 100,000, 55 yards for 100,000, and then two touchdowns for another 100,000. So 300,000 on the line for DeAndre Carter. And then Gerald Everett, tight end. He needs five receptions for 250,000. So we can start with Carter. I do not see any props out yet for him, but he's been a huge part of this offense, you know, with Keaton Allen that was out, Mike Williams being in and out of the lineup for the Chargers. And I think that they're gonna they're gonna find a way to get DeAndre Carter the football. I don't think there's any doubt that he does uh get the two touch sorry, the two receptions here. And if Keenan Allen doesn't go in this game, I think that's gonna open up more opportunities for a guy like DeAndre Carter. Um, I think that the realm of possibility of him getting uh, the yardage is there as well. And look, I wouldn't be surprised if he can get two touchdowns in this game as well here, Rod. That's going to depend a lot, though, on whether or not the Broncos get down early, too. I mean, Austin yeah. Eckler's been doing the lion's share of the work for this Chargers team. So mm-hmm. if he gets involved and if he gets into the end zone early, it, I mean, it may be an Austin Eckler game for the rest of the way, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, this is this one to me is a little more difficult, I think, of a path than is the Jacksonville path. But, you know, if anybody's going to get it done, I think you're right, especially if Keenan Allen doesn't go, uh, then then I think DeAndre Carter's got a pretty solid chance of getting there. It it seems tough, though, for the two TDs. I, again, that, that to me seems a little bit rough, but two receptions, I think he'll get there for sure. And maybe that turns into a at least a fifty-five yards. Maybe he gets a, a deep one and takes care of half of that in one. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it, we put out the hashtag DJ's only uh, touchdown prop bets. I mean, if you want to go DeAndre Carter two touchdowns, I'm sure that's going to be a great price. Uh, sprinkle a little bit of beer money or pizza money on that for him to unlock that bonus. Uh, Gerald Everett, right now, he like I mentioned, he needs five. So I'm I'm, I'm Fairly certain that number is probably going to be three and a half, four and a four and a half, probably at plus money. Um, last week he had three receptions on three targets. Prior to that, he I don't believe he he I don't know if he played against the Colts or not, but no targets, no receptions that game. But prior to that, against Tennessee, four receptions, five each against the Dolphins and the Raiders. Um, I'm sure that number probably will come out at four and a half uh, at plus money, but I think Gerald Everett can get this done here as well, Rod. 
Yeah, although five receptions, I don't. So I guess the ball's got to go somewhere, right? I mean, it's not Austin Eckler's not catching a ton, but yeah, you look at his yeah his game log kind of says it all. Uh, his he's most seven games. Five. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's had seven games where he's had at least five receptions. Yeah, I don't know. It, it'll be tough, but I mean, if if you know that you're only a couple of catches away, if you're only five catches away, I, Justin Herbert's a good enough uh, a good enough quarterback to be able to get his tight end five catches. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, all right, so that was it for the Chargers and the Broncos. Let's get over to the next game here. Uh, just one in this one. Um, I'll save the Sunday night football game for later because it is the last game. But let's go to the Patriots and the Bills here. This one's fairly simple here, Rod. Uh, Buffalo Bills wide receiver Isaiah McKenzie. He needs a 46 receiving yards for 100,000. Um, it's... This one may be a little difficult because he's only hit 46 receiving yards uh, twice all season in a, in a game. Uh, but one of those games was against their opponent this week, which is against the New England Patriots. I am currently seeing Isaiah McKenzie's uh, prop right now, Ron, at 30 and a half. I think this is an auto bet on the over for me. 30 and a half is such a low number. But again, I mean, we get why the prop makers are doing it. Two catches, no yards or two targets, no yards. Like you said, against the Bears, 24 yards against Miami, 21 against the Jets. It's been a rough go for McKenzie over the last few weeks. Uh, But again, as we know, 46 yards is not necessarily that difficult for a guy named Josh Allen to try to get his receivers. Um, But I've just been frustrated with with the. Uh, Buffalo receiving core almost just down the board, right? Stephon Diggs has not had those ridiculous breakout games that we've, we've been used to uh, up and down. I know as a fantasy manager, exactly, but you know, I I don't know these, these third and fourth receivers, um, Gabe Davis, Isaiah McKenzie, even Dawson Knox to a certain extent, kind of frustrating in that sense. So I would not be surprised if this did not hit. Yeah. Uh, But at the same time, I, I think, you know, when McKenzie's probably jockeying for another hundred K uh, 30, his over under 30, I think is a good, a good enough bet to, to, to make this a possibility. Yeah. Look, two straight games against the Patriots in his career. He's gone over 30 and a half. Like I mentioned, five receptions, 44 yards in the first meeting this season. Last, um, excuse me, last season, he did have a game where he got 11 receptions and 125 yards in that game against the, um, uh, the new England Patriots. Now I want to see if, Stefan Diggs or any guys were missing here. Um, yeah, Diggs did play in that game. Emmanuel Sanders was there as well. Dawson Knox. So I don't know. It was just a game. I guess my Isaiah McKenzie was able to, you know, find some open space and Josh Allen was able to get, get him the football. So at 30 and a half, I think I can get behind this one um, for Isaiah McKenzie. Uh, all right, before we keep it rolling here, getting down these player contract incentives, let me tell you where you guys can bet on these player props, and that's going to be over at our presenting sponsor. That's WinBet. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are a ton of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. If you're ready to play, sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, win 100, limited state availability. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offers up to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 years or older and present in the state where play through win bet is available. 
If you're somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. At Underdog Fantasy, the season never ends. Right now, you can play their weekly Battle Royal games or even draft your best ball playoff teams. They also have a ton of daily games for NBA and NHL. Plus, when you uh, use promo code SGPN at underdogfantasy.com, you get a 100% deposit match up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN to get a 100% deposit match of up to $100. All right, uh, Rod, uh, let's get over to the next game here. That's the Cincinnati Bengals at the Baltimore Ravens. Two guys on this list. This one may be a little more difficult here. Uh, Hayden Hurst, um, he needs 100 receiving yards for 250,000, two receptions for 250,000, and three touchdowns for 125,000. And then Samaj P. Ryan needs 124 re- uh, rushing yards for 100,000. I think this one might be pretty simple. I think the Hayden Hurst two receptions is the only one that, for me, is probably doable in this game here, Rod. Yeah, I was going to say the yardage, he probably won't get there. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be a little bit difficult. Um, Unfortunately for Hayden. Yeah, and then uh, Samaj P. Ryan, I don't think he'll get there either. 124 with Joe Mixon, uh, uh, pretty much healthy. Yeah, no, and that's and that's another thing too. I mean, because you look at Hayden Hurst, it's like he had 12 yards last week, 57 the week before that. Nowhere has he ever come near 100 yards, so I, I don't feel like that. And then obviously Samaj P. Ryan, that would be a hell of a game. <laughs> yes, <for Samaj. laughs> he would have to break out like several uh, long runs to yeah. to make that happen. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, again, Bengals are playing for something as well, so I don't. It's not like they're going to be able to rest starters in this game. So you'll probably see heavy doses of Joe Mixon. So that one is fairly simple. I think the only one here is the Hayden Hurst two receptions for a quarter of a million dollars. Uh, this next one is going to be very difficult as well. Um, Arizona Cardinals and the San Francisco 49ers here. Rod uh, Demo Samuel needs. Sorry, excuse me. Uh, he only needs uh, 152 rushing yards for 650,000, Rod. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Let's give Debo Samuel 152 rushing yards. I mean, the poor guy <laughs> barely came back from injury. Let's feed him the ball more than Christian McCaffrey has been doing the Lions work for us. Yeah, so uh, I think that these the last two games here, a little difficult for these guys to get to those contract incentives. Um, and then the last one we have here on the board, that's going to be the Sunday night football game. Khalif uh, uh, Raymond, he needs for the Detroit Lions 50 receiving yards for 250,000, and he needs seven receptions for 250,000. Um, this one seems. I think that we could throw the receptions out the window here, Rod. Maybe the 50 receiving yards is in the realm of possibilities. He's only hit 50 receiving yards, I think, just four times all season here, Rod. I don't know if you want to get stack uh, or sorry, stat uh, check me there. Um, but um, I think it's a possibility if they get a one deep ball down the field to Khalif Raymond. I do not see a player prop listed for him yet. But what do you think about Raymond here? Yeah, I mean, in two of the last three games, he's gotten to 50 yards. Last week, he got to 40. I'm sorry, that's rushing yards. Receiving yards. Oh, no, that's receiving yards. Um, Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is doable. But then again, you know, how much are the Lions going to try to put this game in the hands of Stafford, really, right? I mean, Off. I don't know. I've, I've, seen, <laughs> I've seen their running game do some pretty decent things lately. So it's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's gettable. Yeah, it's going to take all game. Yeah, but I think he may get there. 
Yeah, I think that the if Seattle Seahawks do win uh, uh, on Sunday afternoon, that the then the Detroit Lions are eliminated. Uh, but again, I don't think this is going to be a team that's going to lay down and give up. I mean, they're going to play hard, right? We we've seen all the uh, all the things that have been said when it comes to hard knocks with Dan Campbell that they're going to try to go out and break kneecaps and all that hoopla and stuff. But um, but. You know they're going to go out and play hard. Obviously, they have the opportunity to knock out a divisional rival uh, out of the playoffs if they do win the game. Um, but again, if Seattle loses the game against the Rams, they still have an incentive to win this game. So um, I think this is in the realm of possibility. Like you mentioned, he has done it in the past couple of weeks here. It's 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 a it's a nice contract incentive here for Khalif Raymond. Um, we'll wait for that. I think that'll be closer to game time or maybe tomorrow on Saturday or even Sunday morning to look out for those player prop uh, for Khalif Raymond for this game against the Packers. Um, That was the last one. As far as I saw on this list on what's kind of the implications here for some of these guys here, Rod, do you see anything else uh, as far as contract incentives that we need to mention? Not necessarily contract incentives, but I definitely saw, I mean, look, uh, Derrick Henry's on the cusp of another 1,500-yard season. I think he needs like 70-something yards to get there, mm-hmm. maybe even less than that. I, I I just did the math, and now I'm just coming up blank. But his over-under is set at 91 and a half. I got to think that he's going to try to go uh, balls out here in this game against the Jaguars. And I I mean, the over-under at 91 and a half is, is so tempting to take the over on this one because it's just, this is going to be a hundred yard game from Derrick Henry come hell or high water. Yeah. Um, I did not mention a couple of defensive props. I mean, shame on me when you are at least having one uh, defensive prop every week for us. So let me mention this Preston Smith. uh, He needs, he's currently sitting at eight and a half sacks rod. He gets 1 million each for reaching the milestones of 10, 12 and 14. Now, Obviously, 12 and 14 are probably out of the realm of possibility, but he needs one and a half sacks uh, this week to reach 10, which would unlock a million dollar bonus for uh, Preston Smith. And and also, yeah, let me mention, I mean, Tyler Higby, he's going to get his 13 yards. Uh, that will unlock a $500,000 bonus for him. Uh, getting to 600 receiving yards. So I think that was the only defensive one that I did see. Um, any thoughts on Preston Smith for this? Oh, sorry. There's also Darius Smith. He needs, um, he's currently sitting at 10 rod. He needs half a sack for a $750,000 bonus. Uh, and then he needs two and a half sacks for a million dollar bonus. So the Smith, I think they're brothers, aren't they? Darius and Preston. I think I'm so. not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. So they need some sacks here uh, to unlock some um, to unlock some contract incentives. I think that's going to be tough, though. I, I feel yeah. like, yeah, when when you start talking about the the final couple of sacks of the season, you start pushing harder for it. And I, I feel like it's not, you know, sometimes you just push too hard and you're trying to get there too much. And you, you well, I did cash on one last week. Did you? Million, yeah. So I took. JJ Watt last week to record a sack. He needed one sack to uh, unlock a million dollar bonus, and he did it against who did they play last week? Uh, the Atlanta Falcons. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
So that one got there uh, for uh, J.J. Watt. But yeah, I mean, look, yeah, these sacks are there. Those are more harder to predict uh, than anything else. I'm sure they know that it's on their mind. Like we mentioned, the the, the agents know it. They probably know. Uh, but I think sacks are a little more harder to predict. Maybe again, if you find those guys, sprinkle a little bit, not too much, uh, some pizza money or or some uh, you know some beer money on those two guys. Right? Anything else we need to mention as far as records or, or guys getting to milestones? No, I think we're good. I mean, other than maybe Devontae Adams, keep an eye on him. He he needs uh he's almost to another fifteen hundred yard season himself too. So uh just see if maybe Stidham will like to try to get him another big game. Although I th- I feel like that might be a harder task than than anything else, honestly. He's he's a I mean, Devontae Adams is in a much tougher matchup this week than uh than Derrick Henry. He has what he needs fifty seven this week to reach fifteen hundred. Yep. Uh, let me see if I can. Obviously, his number is going to be big because it is Devontae Adams. Uh, let's see if we can find it. So Adams right now is at 79 and a half. Yeah, it's not that big of a of a number, but yeah. still. Yeah. Um, three career games against the Chiefs. Let's see quickly before we get into best bets here. Um, so, yeah, the game. Obviously, this was with Derek Carr. Um Three receptions, 124 yards uh, earlier this year. And then I want to see how we did last week with Stidham. Um, let's see. Yeah, 153 yards last week. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah, pretty good week. And again, I think this might turn into a little bit of a shootout between the Chiefs and the Raiders. Um, can Stidham do it again like he did last week? Against one of the best defenses in the league, we shall see. But uh, definitely on those Mahomes props uh, for sure. All right, Rod. Um, I didn't really dig into any touchdown prop bets. I know we give those out. Um, again, the books are very limited right now, so I didn't have anything as far as touchdown props. Did you have anything? Yeah, it was tough. They're not. They're not giving out a whole lot of touchdown props for the whole slate. So I mean, the only thing that I really I I liked a lot. Um, in one of them was uh, for Derrick Henry to score, and I've got him actually. If you want to, if you want to get him first TD score, he's a 500. Um, anytime he's at minus 100. But look, Derrick Henry when he scores, he scores in the first quarter or the first half at the very least, and yeah. nine times out of ten, he is that first uh, that first touchdown for the Titans. So I would go after a, a, a first touchdown for Derrick Henry at plus 500. I like those odds. I forgot to mention Justin Jefferson. Um, he is, I think, a hundred and uh, it's like a hundred and ninety-two, I believe, something in that um, range where he needs uh, to get to break the single-season record set by Megatron um, Calvin Johnson. I think that may be a little more difficult for him to get, but. His player prop, I'm sure it's right near 100 this week. I don't see it out yet for uh, Justin Jefferson. But, again, keep that in mind for Justin Jefferson this week. Uh, again, we don't know how many downs he's going to play either or how long he's going to play. But I believe he's 192 away from – or hundred, yeah, something like that, away from Calvin Johnson. I think that's going to be a taller order for Justin Jefferson, Rod. Yeah, I think so too. I, as much as I love him, it's just tough. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's do this, Rod. We'll give out um, a best bet or one that we just talked about through this list on who we want to put an extra unit or two on to uh, have a good week or any other player prop uh, that you want to give out as a best bet. I will give you the floor, my man. 
So I really do like uh, the Evan Ingram over under on his receiving yards for sure. Yes. Uh, only because, like we said, he needs 61 yards to get to that incentive of $200,000. That's not that that in and of itself is probably going to happen. So with his with his uh, prop being the way it is and, and the where it's set. Sorry, I got to pull it back up. We've been clicking a lot. Uh, 49 and a half. 49 and a half. Yeah. To, for him to get 50 yards on his way to his 61 yards and 200K. Uh, love that a lot. Yeah, I am going double best bet with you on that. Uh, that's how we'll wrap up the season as a double best bet on Evan Ingram. It just makes too much sense, right? Again, he had a great game against the Titans, you know, a couple weeks ago. Um, Titans, we talked about it. They, they've been giving it up to the tight end position. So, and he's become a integral part of this offense. I know he was trying to find his way with the Giants, just didn't work out there, whether it was, you know, not being able to catch the football or the mat or whatever the case might have been, but he's found his way here with the Jacksonville Jaguars with Trevor Lawrence at the quarterback position. So 49 and a half double best bet for myself and Rod. And uh, I'll throw one more out there. I'm going to go with the Mahomes over as well. 319 and a half. I think he has a great day tomorrow against the uh, Las Vegas Raiders who again, haven't been very good uh, defending the pass uh, all season. I think they ranked 30th um, as far as pass defense or, or DVOA. Um, this is not very good for the Raiders. So expect a huge game for uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, tomorrow. Oh, sorry. Yeah. On Saturday against the Las Vegas Raiders. Love it. Rod, anything else, my man, before we get out of here, the final episode of the 2022, 2023 NFL season, my man. I am very sad to see this go. Uh, I've enjoyed this as a full season. I mean, obviously last season I came on, just uh, part-time kind of filling in here and there and, and jumping on. We made a little more permanent as things went on, but uh, yeah. it's been a lot of fun moon off to break down these, uh, these prop bets with you all season long and, and as good as they've been hit. And I know last week you got another perfect week. So good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just been a lot of fun, man. And I, I appreciate it. I look forward to, to more next season. Yeah, we'll be here for the playoffs as well, so we're not going anywhere. We'll be breaking down those player props, and like I mentioned, it'll be a four-hour episode when me and Rod go through every single player prop for the Super Bowl. No, no I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but we'll do a we'll do a good amount for the Super Bowl because it is a Super Bowl. Uh, but yeah, definitely looking forward to the playoffs as well. Yeah, you're right. It's been it's been a really fun season. It's, it's been it's always fun just talking about player prop bets. It's an exciting market, um, and again, we'll continue to do that. Uh, this season for the rest of the playoffs. And again, we'll be back next season as well. And uh, sometime down the road here, Rod, we'll go back and review our player props from our season long player props uh, that we gave out um, to when we did division preview. So uh, one of those days where it's maybe not, we're getting closer to maybe conference championships. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll do, uh, we'll recap those as well. All right. Um, make sure to follow Rod on Twitter at RJ via Gomez. Follow me on Twitter at SportsDirt824. Rod, when is NASCAR firing back up, my man? So we've been doing NASCAR gambling podcasts the whole offseason long. In fact, go back and listen through it. There's a lot of great uh, history lessons in there. We've got some uh, old car information in there. Who's been driving cars for a while? I mean, it's it's been a lot of fun breaking down. Just had Derek Yoder on as well uh, for the All Things Go podcast. So a lot of fun we've been having, but NASCAR kicks back off. We are less than a month away now from the uh, from the Bush clash, and then a couple of weeks after that is that they do Daytona 500. I'm so excited, I can't even say it. So, um, yeah, loving it. It's it's getting there. Can't wait for it. Yeah, 
definitely check out the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. The guys are uh, revving up for it, uh, as I should say, as the season slowly and slowly gets here. All right. We'll be back next week, as usual, for uh, Wild Card Weekend Player Props. Um, hopefully, I think this was a really fun pod. I know it's a different format, but kind of just going through it, it was a lot of fun. Hopefully, we can uh, put some money in our pockets and our listeners' pockets as well. All right. Like I said, we'll be back next week. Good luck with your bets this weekend. Let's break these books off and let it ride. <laughs>